0: This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you, right? That's how not, it works. no, not me. No, no, the fans, right? Yeah, yes. the, the listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners, yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes.
1: But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm lo- you talking I'm
0: about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Alright, so just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows so you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha exclusive content for the legend of retro and noobs and dragons
1: noobs and dragons the show with that handsome devil Craig wk
0: well almost all of those words are right yeah and if you go on there and sign up you can also get access to a private discord channel in our discord group basically the more dollars you give us the more things we can give you exactly so go to patreon.com slash games media and become a patron today do it yeah Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get
1: equipped for adventure.
0: Grab your power gloves and super scopes.
1: For it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops.
1: And Craig WK. And Craig. Yes. I have rage inside of me. Well, you better hit the streets, buddy.
0: <laughs> Many streets of rage inside of me or rage streets. We're talking about streets of rage for for the uh, Second Genesis. For the Sega Genesis. Sega
1: Genesis. Sorry. Uh <laughs> yeah, re- released uh, on September 18th in 1991 on the Sega Genesis, of course made by Sega. This beat 'em up stars ex cops Axel Blaze and Adam as they fight through No, no, no.
0: You need to give them their full names. Because it, it's much more enjoyable. By
1: all means, chops. Axel
0: Stone, Blaze Fielding, and Adam Hunter.
1: Yes, <laughs> as they uh, are patrolling
0: uh, X cops patrolling the streets, fighting crime against the evil organization led by mr x
1: mr x he controls uh much of the city and much of the police force and our heroes uh need to go beat up a whole lot of goons beat
0: the crap out of them a
1: whole lot of beating up going on and
0: why is he doing all this Mr. X? Yeah. Why do you think he's doing all this? Because uh, he's evil. That's the only thing. Pretty much, yeah. Um, pretty much. He has Tommy guns in this
1: game. <laughs> hey, whoa. We're, we'll get to that final oh, boss. Oh, There's, really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I just
0: wanted to set the scene on what they looked like. Okay, fine. I'll start with Axel. Okay? Yeah. They're all young, former police officers. Yep. Because apparently the police force is corrupt.
1: Oh, they need to hit the streets and, and, beat, people the streets their and, their and beat people
0: up on their own. Axel. Is like the main character. He's the front man of the group. We'll say, yep. Uh, white dude, blonde hair, really muscular. Uh-huh. always wears blue jeans and a white vest and a red headband because yep. that's obviously what you know you need to wear on the streets.
1: <laughs> that's Blaise what I would wear if I was Fielding, fighting on the streets. Blaze
0: Fielding is a lady.
1: Yep, a female police officer. Oh, uh, I believe I, uh, uh, Axel was an ex martial artist, right? Potentially, I think he was a uh, like a, a former martial artist. I think Blaze was a judo master. Uh, what's she wearing again? Like a red like she wears uh, like a red like jumpsuit kind of thing. Doesn't oh yeah, ha- that's right.
0: I think I can't remember.
1: Maybe even like a uh, not a like, like a, a jacket like a, a, ja- like a red, red jacket, jacket with a collar well. up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the collars popped. <laughs> and then you have Adam
0: Hunter, who is only in the first game. Only in the first game. Yeah.
1: He yeah. gets himself a- kidnapped a whole lot in the uh, <laughs> throughout the series. He's
0: an ex professional boxer. That's right.
1: He was a boxer. as well
0: as an ex policeman. <laughs> Nope. Uh, Dude, he's, he's, he's the opposite of blaze he's so the style of gameplay the characters adam are uh, oh uh, yeah Axel, you have
1: speed the uh, characters speed their jump and their a power right and, and and uh adam is more
0: powerful but he's slower
1: yep he blaze, can jump really well too
0: yes blaze is does not super powerful but is really fast uh-huh and she and, jumps really well and then axel's kind of
1: middle ground Right? Uh, well, Axel has power, power and he has uh, speed, speed, but he has no jump. No jump. That's it, His that's jump it. is garbage. That's
0: it. Yeah, these characters are really unique. And uh, they also have some unique attacks. Their special attack. Mm-hmm
1: oh uh yes every uh every character in this game has the same special (laughs) and what it is and it doesn't make sense to me because of their backstory but okay they have one cop friend who's still not (laughs) like corrupted and basically what they do is they call that cop friend and they call in the heavy artillery
0: the cop car drives in on
1: screen yeah just screeches up and the guy hops out And launches a bazooka round. Just shoots missiles. Yep. Shoots a missile. It blows up the area and all the enemies on screen take damage and and you, you know, you get basically a free hit on all the enemies that get knocked to the ground.
0: Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like they're ex-cops. Why would they have access to this guy?
1: He you know what though any sense This to me. guy on the inside knows that the police force has been corrupted and he wants to put a stop to it himself. Apparently, I guess. Uh one of the interesting mechanics though is the the uh, in a lot of other beat em ups super specials cost you like your life or you have a charge meter or something yes. which is how they work throughout the rest of the series and they're personalized. In this game it's all the same. It's this bazooka blast and what's interesting is you get one per life and you can sometimes find items that give you a replenishment of it right. but i uh, uh, but yeah it's it's interesting because like if you're about to die like spam that special button and like get it get your use out of it yeah because the special works throughout the entire game except for the final level
0: right yeah you can use it against the boss it hits all the enemies this is is your typical beat-em-up game Mm -hmm. um and you have to beat all the enemies on screen to progress to the next one Uh and there's a boss at the end of every level
1: yeah yeah uh in fact uh in in games like streets of rage uh and the game that it mimicked which we'll get to in a little bit uh is uh uh, basically it was uh uh, like the bosses you fight end up becoming like regular enemies later which is kind of an interesting way of like like showing progression in the game because it's like hey remember this guy with like the crazy kukri knife that you fought in the first level well now he's a regular enemy in the final area enjoy you know or like oh hey remember that jerk with the freddy Krueger claws yeah He's now a regular enemy. Now you're fighting two of them. You know things like that.
0: And uh, the games are the the bosses are also like gigantic.
1: They're way bigger, <laughs> way yeah. bigger than they need. Yeah, be. they're way way bigger than uh the like you guys. I mean, like Adam is supposed to be like super jacked, right? He's he's uh uh like tall. He's real strong. He's like an ex boxer, presumably like a heavyweight boxer from his size. And like these dudes like dwarf them, right? Like you're fighting like Andre. The guy's the size of like Andre the Giant. Yeah, basically. seven
0: eight feet nine feet
1: tall 10 feet tall 12 20, feet tall t-
0: 1400 feet tall
1: three stories tall yeah i <laughs> uh, so you you fight all these huge dudes but i uh, i uh, one of the things i wanted to point out was uh this game was uh made by sega of course as yes. i had mentioned It was a first party exclusive in their war against Nintendo, of course, because they wanted more exclusives. They wanted more adult style content, like, you know, more mature games. You know, they were pushing for that. But Streets of Rage was basically just emulated off the incredibly popular Final Fight series. Yes, Final Fight was getting real, real popular in the arcades at that time. And uh, Sega wanted in on it. Like, Sega didn't have access to Capcom at that time, though. Uh, or if they did, at the very least, you know, they, they weren't really able to get the rights to Final Fight, and so Sega was like, fine, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. And they did a really good job. Final Fight's fun. I, I really enjoy Final Fight, but I think Streets of Rage might be one of my favorite it's, beat-em-ups. It's really good, and it's...
0: <laughs> it's I, I, I like it better than, like, Double Dragon and stuff. I like, I like like It's better than...
1: I would say it's better than Double beat-em-up
0: Dragon. Beat-em-up games... When they got older, aged much better than uh, most platformers. I would say do uh, do It's like because you really, really, I really, really enjoy Nintendo platformers mm. much more than I enjoy Sega platformers. But as far as em ups go, as they get older and as newer ones come out, I, I tend to like the newer ones more than the older ones.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I let's face it. The the. You know, Streets of Rage came out in the early nineties, and by the mid-90s, like beat 'em ups were like huge, yes. and there were so many companies pumping them out, and some of them were really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, I mean, beat 'em ups are kind of falling by the wayside these days. I guess your modern beat-em-up
0: is more platform style nowadays. 3D and stuff. Um uh, like Rayman is kind of like a beat-em-up. No, it's not a beat-em up. No, I'm trying to platformer. think of an equivalent. Scott Pilgrim would be the closest it's, thing. It's but a beat up but it was quite a retro, few years ago now. It was quite yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know of many, I don't think it keeps people's interest as much anymore.
1: I could see that. I I, I can see why, I mean, because let's face it, you know, these games were coming out in the arcades where a lot of people were hanging out in gaming, right.
0: but you don't really have a lot of people hanging out in arcades these days. because well, it's all home console-based, so, yeah.
1: you know, or PC-based. yeah. PC based. yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But uh, this game is also known as Bare Knuckle
1: in Japan. Bare Knuckle. Which
0: I like way better than Streets of Rage.
1: I I can see why they renamed it, because Streets of Rage sounds edgier. It does. Uh, But I... I uh, I in the first game you don't have it, but in the second game, as a quick aside, Axel's special technique is the bare knuckle technique. Yes. He yells bare knuckle mm-hmm. and like you know does a a big like winding swing to uh to do damage, which it's kind of a shame you don't have specialized super specials in this game. Like the cop car bazooka's funny. Yeah. It's really over the top, but I I, I, I you know, that's that's sort of one thing the game is lacking. Uh, I mean, but you can game. still pick up weapons. Yeah, you have. So you uh, can pick
0: up knives, bottles, uh, lead pipes, drain pipes. Yep. Yeah, you could pick up stuff and still fight people, just like Double Dragon and Final Fight.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got that uh, uh, staple of the, the the genre in there. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, Streets of Rage is actually a uh, a game I play pretty frequently. Uh, I I have a uh, my buddy Andy that I've mentioned on the show before. Yeah, uh, just
0: bring him on. All right, we're getting there. Yeah, We're okay. getting there. Whatever,
1: We're getting there. Uh but uh I but no, I uh Andy is also really into Streets of Rage and he has a Sega Genesis in his like living room and so like a lot of the times when we're hanging out it's just like So yeah, we're we just going to all play Streets of Rage or what <laughs> and like so we take turns like going yeah. through the levels and stuff and it's it's always fun. Streets of Rage is is a classic, you know. It's it's just just so much fun. I I didn't play it a lot. Mm-hmm. I played
0: it a little bit. I did I kind of got out of Beat 'em ups uh, around when uh let's see what does this come out 91 you were, you were so pretty I young, was pretty then, young. so when i would play this game it was i was much older so oh
1: i was going to say cuz is it that you fell out of this or is that what it was it was like you know you were like way too young for well, it no when it came my out. my gaming
0: peaked in like 95 is okay. when i like it got really good for me to be more gaming oriented cuz i was 8 around then okay so i i you know this was already dated to me So I didn't really get to play this game much growing up. I played Mm -hmm. it back when I was a little bit older. When after I played some, like when you went back to the retro stuff, yeah. Yeah. But this game actually uh, has some cool side content to it. So it's it's a part of a main series trilogy. There's three main games out of it. Yep. But this also had some comics made from this game. Did you know that? Oh, do go on. Yes. So there is a three. There's three six part comic uh, strip series based upon. the game that mm-hmm. appeared in the Sonic comic in the early '90s. Oh, the Sonic comics. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So the uh,
1: that was art made by the Archie comics, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was made. Yeah, or, uh, yeah published, published by, by them? them.
1: Okay, all right.
0: But the first two of these three part or three of these six part comic series were written by. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Mark Millar. Do you Mark know who that is now? The name or Mark is... Miller, some people call him, but Mark
1: Millar. Oh, now that name's real familiar. Yes. Let our listeners know more about Mark Millar or Mark Miller. Yes. So he wrote a lot of
0: comics. Main ones for DC he wrote were Swamp Thing, Flash, Superman, and Justice League. Wow. Okay. Then for Marvel, Mm -hmm. he wrote a lot of the Ultimate stuff. So he wrote Ultimate X-Men, The Ultimates. And then he also wrote Civil War 1 through 7. He's written a lot of stuff. He's the guy who wrote the Civil War series? He also, wow. for Icon, yeah. he wrote Kick Butt, we'll say. You know, Kick <laughs> A-S-S. Oh, oh okay. Alright, yeah. I- I'm aware of series. that series. Superior, Nemesis, and Kingsman the Secret Service. He wrote that comic. Wow. This guy is a He's an icon of comic book series. The Marvel, current Marvel movies we have, Mm -hmm. the Avengers movies, are heavily based off of his run of the Ultimates. Wow. So, like, he's influenced a ton of stuff. He has a lot of other Mm -hmm. great, great writing credits but the fact that he wrote this streets of rage comic
1: has me itching to get this i really yeah. really want to read it now if you if you get a hold of that definitely let me know because that's pretty interesting yeah. i mean it, it's a pretty cliche story you know well, a bunch of yes. ex cops go on a, a quest to hunt down a criminal overlord well, you know? well
0: here's the here's the plot of the first story so uh it's simply titled streets of rage mm-hmm. and it has axel blaze and max who's not a character Oh, Max is in the second game. Right. Quitting the highly corrupt police force in order to do more good as vigilantes. Oh. Taking down Max's ex-partner, the crime lord and martial artist, Hawk. Ooh. So that's the first part. The so next it's a one, pretty
1: original comic it, run. It's,
0: it's kind of taking a, a com- combination of the series, but still piecing it out. Because like the next run, um, it talks about skate
1: stories. Oh, Skate is uh, a character in uh, Streets of Rage 2 and 3. It's Adam's younger brother.
0: Right, and then the third one is called The Only Game in Town, and it involves the syndicate unleashing an army of street gangs. And uh, the poster mag story called Facts of Life features Axel, Blaze, Skate, and Max. The Facts uh, of Life, like the sitcom? I, I guess it's maybe like a, probably something that gets to know them more. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know much about that. But I just think it's interesting that you have this gritty game. You have this soundtrack that's real techno-y, real nine like electronic, A lot of uh, house, yeah. And then you have this awesome dark writer, Mark Millar, making the run of the comic series that's also seen in the Sonic comic book yeah that's kind of an interesting it's place a for him weird juxtaposition it is because like if you've ever read the the kick ass comics um you'll know that they're really dark they're really bloody really gritty but they're also really good they're very real comics um and Swamp Thing is another awesome, awesome mm-hmm. comic. And it's run the Justice League and Justice Justice Society he did a little bit too. I've never it's read really
1: Swamp Thing, but I've heard really good things you about it. You would really like because, it. Because like, I, I was only ever exposed to Swamp Thing through like the, the, er, the early 90s cartoon and yeah. the toy line. Until yeah. so, like years later when I would like talk to, I think it was uh, my buddy Sean, was like, yeah, blah, 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 I really like Swamp Thing. And I was like, well, you're an idiot. I was like, that show was dumb. Yeah. And he was like, no, I mean like, comics. He's like, those are actually really good. And I'm like, <laughs> I've seen the cartoon. I know what it's about. But apparently, yeah, they're it's they're actually real really dark. Yeah.
0: Now, LPJ will probably correct me on everything I've said because he's a comic nut and likes to correct me on everything I say. Um, a wonderful combination there. But he would—he's a huge proponent of this writer. So, if you have any, want any recommendations, reach out to LPJ in our Discord. He will gladly give you some recommendations on some comics. But um, I would—I would say mm-hmm. read Civil War. You'll really enjoy it, and the Ultimate X Men and the Ultimate.
1: You it really, really blows like. my mind that he's the guy who wrote the Civil War yeah. uh, saga for Marvel. Because yeah. I, I, uh, uh, when I had like kind of a resurgence into like Marvel comics, mm-hmm. it was around the time Civil War came out. Maybe a little after, I think. Anyway, I might be a little off on the timing there. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. It was, it was solid. Yeah, he's an awesome writer. So I'm, I mean,
0: this game. Well, it's a beat-em-up game, there's not a lot to it. I'm sure he probably put a lot of effort into these these comics.
1: I was going to say yeah, he he probably took like took the idea of this game and and ran with it as much yeah. as he could, you know. So that's definitely interesting. I'll I'll have to uh, see about hunting those down myself. Uh, the the game itself though, like like you had mentioned Chops, you know, there's not a lot to it, but uh, the I feel like it it tells a pretty interesting Story throughout even just like traversing the levels because, mm-hmm. like, you go through like a main street, which yeah, is downtown lit, downtown area, you go into like a more dilapidated neighborhood, you end up at like a waterfront, An go amusement on a beach. Park. Oh, amusement Park was in the second game, was
0: in the second one, okay. Uh, the, the first those game, games that make, yeah, up. The,
1: the first game had the beach, which led to the like w- uh, the waterfront, and then uh, the next level, you were on a boat, the ship, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, go yeah. on a boat, and then you get to the island, and then it's like you go through the uh, the, I don't think there's a lot of like level area in on the island. No, there's an elevator. But there's a ride. factory. Yeah, yeah, you go through a factory, you get to the elevator. And the elevator, which is of course a staple of beat em ups, every right. beat em up needs an elevator right. level, and you go up, and then you get to Mister X's like lair, right? His his criminal you know syndicate lair or whatever it is. I uh, so I I feel like we've we've chatted about the game, gone through the plot. I uh, I did want to touch base uh, about the the end though. Because there are multiple endings to this game. Oh, really? There are indeed. Uh, If you get to Mr. X, uh, the final boss, he'll give you the choice of whether you want to join him. And if you say... If if you're fighting alone and you say no, you go to fight him in the final boss. If you both say... uh, uh, If you say yes... If one of you says yes and your friend says no, you then fight. You battle and... uh, uh, I I don't remember what happens if you both say yes. Uh, but if you fight your friend and win, and you said yes, you go back a couple of levels, and that might be the same if you both say yes. You go back a few levels, then you go through, you get to the elevator, or go through the factory, get to the elevator, go up, you fight Mister X again, and then he he again is like, oh, like why would you do this? Like you're betraying me. You fight him, and then if you win at that point, you become the new crime boss. Right, but if all goes otherwise then you you just fight him regularly but uh i feel like mr x like because you had not made the uh the uh mention at the start of the episode he's kind of an interesting beat-em-up boss yeah he doesn't fight you in fist with fisticuffs right he pulls out a machine gun Yeah, he just shoots you that's kind of unfair i would say it's a little
0: unfair but it's it's probably fits the mold for that character I would say he's so. A, he's, he's not a fair yeah. guy.
1: Yeah, he's not a fair guy. He's, he's a not lord. a fighter. Yeah, he's a crime lord. Why wouldn't he pull out a machine gun? Right. But I, I've been told for, and this might be you know a little uh, a little overly simplified, but I've been told that in a close quarters combat, if you're fighting like an expert in martial arts and you have a gun, it doesn't really give you that much of an advantage. No,
0: yeah, that's true. But I mean, one hit,
1: yeah, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I actually uh, uh, took a glance at a, uh, a speed run. I don't think it was like the the, the, the master speed run, but I watched how you okay. fight the final boss yeah. like, to do it real quick. And the final boss has this pattern where when he starts the spray of his machine gun, he starts at the bottom of the screen because he gets into one of the top or left or right corner, starts at the bottom, and then it works his way across and it makes like a sweeping arc. And so basically the trick is you just jump to his side, and just punch him a bunch, throw him, and then he gets up, runs... Starts it up again, and then you do the same thing. Oh, okay, again. so rinse, repeat. Yeah, rinse, repeat. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. That is kind
0: of neat. And then it probably comes down after like three or four times. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, he's he's pretty tough, and he summons in mobs of his, you know, uh, uh, people, of course. But,
0: but then you can't call on your cop friend. You
1: cannot call on your cop friend in there. That car cannot ride an elevator. <laughs> it's it's stuck in the stairs.
0: Yeah, it's actually stuck at the dock where it did not the ship did not load <laughs> it on.
1: I. Uh, so. One of the most important things of this game, though, is it important, really? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. Is the music? It is probably one of the, the Streets of Rage series is probably one of the greatest, uh, you know, uh, a series of soundtracks on the second Genesis. It's it's very very well done, Yuzo Koshiro. Is the one who composed the music for Streets of Rage, and he's he's done a lot of other work as well. Uh, his music is phenomenal. He brought out all the power of both of the chips of the Sega Genesis. Because if you don't know what you're doing with the Sega Genesis music, it oh, comes out like it's, garbage. It's bad. It could be you real, might as well real bad. not have
0: made anything, <laughs>
1: right? But he knew what he was doing, and it came out great. Uh, so he's worked on uh early Ease games. Okay. He's worked on Act Razor oh, 1 and wow. 2. He's worked on Super Adventure Island. Okay. He's worked on the Shenmu series. He's worked on the Etrian Odyssey series, which is a game wow. of dungeon crawlers. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, on the DS. Uh, and the upcoming Wonder Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, he is a part of that. Wait, did it already come out? No, that was Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap. There's a new Wonder Boy oh, game coming out okay. this year. Yeah, so this it's not retro, so we're not going to chat about it. Right. But it's a retro-styled platformer game that's coming out this year, uh, and he is one of the people who's did, done the music for it. The music for, uh, for Streets of Rage has that house kind of club feel, and uh, Yuzo Koshiro uh, frequented a lot of clubs, like his stu- game studio... Uh, Uh, Well, his eventual game studio, because he didn't. uh, He had a game studio where he helped work on Streets of Rage 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. Sega themselves directly did Streets of Rage, uh, but uh, but when he was working in the music, he listened to a lot of, like, he went to a lot of clubs and stuff, yeah. and it really shows.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I think that's an understatement yes. for these songs. So we'll go ahead. We'll play the first level. It's yep. fighting in the street. Um, Indeed. And just uh, enjoy this trip down memory lane.
1: we probably could have kept it going. And I so was much. pulling on some glow sticks a second ago. <laughs> there is so much depth to the music, and it, it, it's Sega Genesis. It's so cheesy. It's I love it. so great, though. It, it's, it's really well done, and you got to admit, it It makes you think of club music. It makes you think of like a nightclub, a It rave. Does.
0: It, 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 def, it definitely does. There was one part where I thought it sounded like a cowbell. Ding, ding, ding. there's de- a little cowbell. It was really funny. I, can, I, can I thought that was cowbell fun. Cowbell but it was, it was a, it's, it's a beat to dance to for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, now the the next level here. This is this might be my favorite from the first Streets of Rage: Moon Beach, which is the third level where you're going along the waterfront. This is a area. nude beach. It well, you you're know what? Lots of people. When I'm fighting people, I want as much armor as I can get on. I I don't want to go nude. I'll be
0: I'll be honest. It is quite a strategy that some people might not know what to do
1: when you just start stripping in front of them all right yeah you know what i i i'm not been in many fights in my life okay so so yeah i guess consider it next time well i was gonna say i don't know what i would do if i started to like fight someone and they like just started stripping their clothes off i i don't know what i would do so yeah fair enough you win this is moon not nude beach just love it
0: i can't help just laugh at all these songs because they're just so cheesy
1: is it the eight like that late 80s kind of uh, uh it just reminds me of the 90s it's super 90s vibe. I, I
0: just picture people in a ton of baggy clothes with like chains or like gold chains or silver chains around their neck just like looking
1: real awkward. It's funny you think '90s though, because I kind of have more of an '80s vibe with the music, only because it was 1991. Mm-hmm. It was so early in the '90s, you know. So I, I don't know. I have like more of a uh, like an '80s feel to it. That's fair. They kind of blurred at that, at that well point. yeah at that stage absolutely yeah. late 80s early 90s where were, you know it's not like 1990 hit and suddenly everything changed right 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 uh so this is a, a your favorite song mm-hmm. uh violent breathing yes which is uh, sep- or, uh level six seven seven, seven, seven. takes place yeah. on the elevator ride elevator ride there we go so uh, uh thanks for setting us up mm-hmm. dig the uh the music for the uh, for this game in fact i own this soundtrack on vinyl really data discs it's a uh, company out of london i believe uh they're in the uh uh, in england uh they are uh they set up uh uh like a, a company to make vinyl records and they do pressings of sega not always but typically Sega games. I think they've also done an SNK game. Oh wow. And Streets of Rage was I uh, I believe their first release. Streets of Rage was and since then I have gotten every single one of their releases. Oh wow. Uh, I I even games that I'm not as familiar with Mostly just because I really like the company, I really How appreciate many? what they're doing. They're on like their twelfth release okay. right now, so they've done like Streets of Rage one, two, and three. Uh, they ended up releasing Sonic Mania as a bonus type uh, uh, oh, promotion. Cool. Uh, uh, they've done Shenmue. Uh, they've done like Revenge of Shinobi, Shinobi three. A lot of Sega Genesis games. Uh, they've done like Thunder Force and uh, what was he? Thunder Force two and Galaxy. That's another shoot 'em up. It was like a two for one. I don't remember what the other one was with it, but uh Galaxy Force, I think. Anyway, yeah, they've done tons of uh, great releases and uh I always snag the uh uh the bon- or the the special edition ones. So the Streets of Rage one is red. It's a red vinyl record. Oh, really? It's really cool. And yeah, so if you're a fan of old video game music and you collect vinyl, definitely look up data discs. They they occasionally do reprintings of their older stuff. Uh they typically after the first run, it you know, it's just a black record you know but hey the music's great you know you don't necessarily need the fancy special edition stuff uh but uh but yeah definitely check them out data discs uh you know i think it's even d-i-s-d-a-t-a and then d-i-s-c-s okay discs yeah and uh yeah t- uh give them a uh give them a look up and uh, uh definitely a shout out to them because you know they're 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 doing the lord's work they are
0: Lord's Street, work. streets oh, of rage God. is so
1: good and uh uh yeah they're uh it's it's a fun record and, and it's just such a good soundtrack that i uh like you know a lot of uh uh uh, video game music out there like is, is enjoyable, but maybe isn't very accessible for people who aren't really into it, you know, but I feel like streets of rage is just a really cool soundtrack that, you know, even though it's got that kind of cheesy nineties, late eighties vibe to it. Uh, I feel like it's still just a really well done soundtrack. That's just enjoyable.
0: It just, it, it reminds me of pump up the jam by uh, technotronic. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of well, the soundtrack. That's great. That's all it reminds me of. Oh man. Um, Okay, so is there anything else you want to talk about on this game? Oh,
1: man. Streets of Rage is is a ton of fun. Uh, Here's one final uh, parting question that I forgot to ask earlier, Chops. When you're playing the original Streets of Rage, Axel, Adam, or Blaze, who do you choose?
0: I probably will go Axel. Axel, just to kind of keep things like I like. I'm I'm not the best at beat em ups, mm-hmm. and I don't stay interested too long on them. So I want something that's going to be fast and powerful. So
1: go with yeah, Axel. Go with I typically I won't jump too much. I, I've I've gotten into a habit where every single Streets of Rage game I always use Axel. Yeah. I I, I really like his his bare knuckle attack. I, that's I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy that. So I use him in every game. But I I. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's such a good game. It's definitely, definitely worth a play. And it's especially if you have like friends over and stuff because yeah, it's that's two great to player, play with them. you know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's 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 I wouldn't say it's like a party game for tons of people, but if you're having a low key gathering and, and you don't mind t- tossing Trading the controller, the controller back, around yeah. yeah, exactly. Give it a shot. It's uh it's a lot of fun. And I don't think it's a super rare expensive cart. Uh, I don't think so either. I think Streets of Rage three might be a little pricier. But I think one and two, excuse me, are, one and two are, are uh, more manageable online.
0: All right. Well, yes, let us know how you think of Streets of Rage on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. Legend of Retro Podcast, yep. and in our Discord. Indeed. So uh, with that being said, let's get into our Retro Relapse.
1: Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast.
0: Retro Relapse. All right, Craigie. Craigie. Craigie K. Craigie K.
1: All right, fair enough. Yeah, Craigie K. All right, I'll Craig, go with it.
0: Craigie Fresh.
1: <laughs> That's better.
0: We're talking about today.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you remember this game?
0: I want to see if you remember. I'm not going gonna, gonna to tell you right now. This game
1: this ge- what game are we doing it's, we're doing superstar soldier yeah superstar soldier for turbo for graphics the, 16 yes for the turbo graphics
0: 16 now i thought this was fun and a good game and funny because uh when we started up it said press the run key <laughs> and i was like the run run button or run key i was like there's no run and then i looked at craig i'm like wait there was a run button on the turbo graphics wasn't there you're like yeah actually there was i'm like oh i felt like an idiot <laughs>
1: It was the start button. I don't know why uh, uh, Hudson Soft. Yeah, Hudson was like, you know what? Uh, We don't need to start. We need to run.
0: (laughs) Run this game down. Now, uh, this is a scrolling shooter developed by Kaneko and also originally published by Hudson Soft in 1990. Yeah. And it came out in 1991, though, for North America on the TurboGrafx 64. Or 16, sorry
1: turbografx 64. Uh, sorry. Turbo graphic sixteen. It's just a bunch of TurboGrafx 16 stuck taped together. Yeah. Uh, they're not even hooked up. <laughs> this like runs for crap. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's a ton of fun. It is a great shoot 'em up. It's uh, uh the music's great. Uh the uh uh The
0: power-ups are real interesting. Different colored power-ups. You have blue green one, red,
1: yellow. The green one sucks. Green one's awful. <laughs> And yeah, because the, uh, the red one shoots missiles. The blue one shoots out like weird, crazy energy circular discs. waves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yellow one is all fire. Yep, fire.
0: And the green one, it's lightning. Look like roots,
1: green roots. Yeah, just kind of go out like an inch or two from your ship. Every time I got it, I would get hit afterwards, and it would just immediately shrink down to this tiny little,
0: tiny little electric bolt. Well, and in, and the the idea is it's a it's a shoot 'em up, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Yep, and you pick up these power-ups and you can eventually upgrade them. You get like three, I think, gives you your max and the fourth one gives an ultimate attack. I believe right? so, yeah,
1: because uh, if you get a different color, it switches your uh, uh, technique or whatever. Yes, but you keep that power level. Yeah, but you keep the power level, which is nice and uh, it, it's fun because like, you know, with the first one you shoot, you know, like, well, like with the first wave of missiles or whatever, yeah, you're shooting them lasers. forward, no big deal. And then you start shooting missiles behind you. And then you shoot missiles like out the diagonal, diagonal and in front of you and behind you, you yeah. know. And so it just gets ridiculous. It fills the screen. And like the game gets fairly tough because there's just, it's so we much didn't stuff. You can't even
0: get past the first stage, but that's because what happens is your life is based on your power up. Mm-hmm. So you get hit, you lose a level of your power up. So you can keep playing as you go through as long as you keep getting power ups. But if you don't but get, those, if you don't get those power Power ups, ups you die yes and when you beat a boss you have to start all over if you die after them Oh
1: yeah, there's no there's checkpoints. no checkpoints. You start yeah. all
0: the way from the beginning uh-huh. of the
1: level. It's it's a somewhat forgiving game in that you can get hit multiple times, which a lot of shoot 'em ups yes. don't offer. Which is you know pretty great. Like old Nintendo shoot 'em ups, you, you you hit, hit once, once, your once your dad. you're dead, you start over, and yep. it's terrible. You know, it's really frustrating. But uh, in this game, you start over at the beginning of the level, which kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. But you do have a few hits, and but it's longer. If it was a little
0: bit shorter, sh- shorter I don't think it would be as painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it's such a long first stage that's what kind of gets mm-hmm. me going but I, it, I liked it it's a lot of fun I think I'll play this game again I might see how I can get this digitally or maybe even on my computer I might download it for that but yeah, it's, uh, we played it on your Wii U
1: mm-hmm. we uh, we played it on the Wii U's virtual console that's, I had originally got it on the Wii's virtual console mm-hmm. and then when they re-released it I immediately picked it back up because it was you know a lot of fun uh, It's it's one of those games that you know like it's either it's it's fun in two ways to me you either play it in like you know oh i have like five ten minutes to kill like oh i gotta go i gotta leave for an appointment but you know i, I gotta kill some time here right you know you play the game uh but it's also fun if you just sit down and try to plow through it because it's just, you know, it's a great shoot 'em up. It's colorful, it's bright. Uh, you know, the enemy design can be interesting because yeah, you have your little disc type enemies, you UFO style. But then you also have like giant robot like humanoid yeah, like robots mech that, robots pop out. that
0: show, show up and fly around and shoot you and it's mm-hmm. it was cool. It was really unique. And yeah. I got a little disoriented at first because the background was moving really <laughs> yeah. fast.
1: Job started getting queasy compared in that space
0: how how things were going and then I and I adjusted to it, but it's uh I I love shoot 'em up games. They're I don't think I'll ever get bored
1: of playing them. They're a ton of fun. Yeah, I really enjoy shoot 'em ups, and uh, I'm not the best at them. They're what they're a they're a genre of game. I would say that like when I first pick one up, like I'm not very good at it, yeah. and it takes a lot of practice for me to be good. at at that one, mm-hmm. shoot 'em up. It's not like you know, like a lot, a lot of other. I feel like you know, genres of games. Like once you get good at the genre, okay, you're pretty accessible to others. Yeah. I have a really specialized <laughs> laser focus with shoot 'em ups. That's
0: unfortunate. It
1: is because it takes a lot of practice to get good at them. But I, I like even like a ridiculous like uh, bullet heck games, uh, like Ikaruga. Right. I got pretty good at because I just played them enough. You right. know. But uh, but if I just pick it up and start. Blow up immediately, and it's like, oh, give me another chance. Oh, give me, give me another chance. Get a little further. Well, I guess I'll start over again. <laughs> you know, so uh, uh they're it's fun. A labor of love for you. It though. is, yes. I it, it requires some focus for me. I'm not I'm not very great at them, but I I can get good at them. Okay, All right, that's fair. So, what would you rate this game? Ooh, on the eight bit scale, I uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna say I. Uh, because in my head i'm I'm radiant against other shoot'em ups and I'm trying to look at it as objectively as possible i I would say probably like six six and a half out of uh, eight I would say it's not my favorite shoot'em up by by any means but it is a very good one I,
0: I would give this a good solid six I really enjoyed the power upgrade system mm-hmm. I like the variety in enemies and how forgiving it was as like you said for damage but the the death and all the way back to the beginning and that useless green power-up really <laughs> drags the game down. Oh, and I man. know you said that like it must be oh the, well, the green one, once you powered up all the way, I think is like the best one. And, I, but we uh... couldn't even get to two power-ups of it.
1: Yeah, of it. We, so, we really couldn't. We we got green way at the end of when we were playing, and uh yeah, it was and I I vaguely remember big giant lightning bolts like filling up the screen and stuff but I uh, it didn't really look that way when we were playing no no not at all yeah so we'll see uh yeah
0: so i, w- I would say six I-, I will try to play this more and see if we can actually get that power up
1: yeah that would be nice yeah that would definitely be nice
0: but uh let us know if you played it again
1: on our facebook page and in the discord we hear. if we do want to hear from you make sure to reach out
0: to us so with that being said what do we got coming up today in
1: the NES music bracket, Craig? A great question. The NES music bracket today is uh, pretty solid. Uh you uh you have uh, uh some pretty good hits. Now, the first uh song we have is uh from Russian Attack. And it's not
0: Russian, it's like Rush and attack.
1: Uh R-U-S-H Apostrophe N. Yeah, uh, and then okay Uh Russian attack, which was very, very clearly Cold War propaganda. Oh, heavily, (laughs) heavily Cold War. It was composed by Shinya Sakamoto, Iku Mizutani, Sato Terashima, and Masanori Adachi. It is a pretty good soundtrack, but it is... It's... uh, Yeah, it's some... it's it's cold War propaganda it's 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 us versus them it's it's very in fact I think the plot of the game probably, is basically probably why it's called rush and attack aha uh-huh, yeah uh it's uh yeah it's in fact if I'm not mistaken I could be crazy on this it's been a while since I played it but I'm pretty sure Russian attack is a game where you basically go to Russia and have to I don't know, kill all their soldiers. <laughs> it's it's a little over the top. That's that's upsetting. But this is the uh, stage one music, which is also used to, uh, uh, throughout other stages in the game, but the first time you hear it in the game is stage one. Let's go ahead and uh, give it a listen. <music> You chops, but it uh, the song makes me want to get parachuted into uh, late 1980s uh, uh, USSR and uh, fight the Soviets. Yeah,
0: I really felt like I could rush and attack. Why do you do this? To rush me? and attack. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I went there. So,
1: the next game we have, uh, going against stage one uh, of Russian attack is a uh, little ditty. From uh, kind of a more obscure game on the Nintendo called Journey to Silius. Journey to Silius is uh, composed by none other than the legend uh, Nauti the Kodaka, who you'll remember did the music for Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman. 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 anyway, uh this uh, this game I feel like probably maybe even deserves its own episode. There's a lot going on in this game. Uh, but the uh, the music is a real hidden gem. this is this is kind of more obscure, but I'm thinking you guys might like it. uh Journey to Silius is sort of a run and gun kind of uh, uh, game in the vein of like uh, Contra or in the vein of Mega Man. You yeah, know, kind of a game like that. uh but uh yeah, let's go ahead and listen to the title music. This is what was chosen.
0: Craig, that song was way too long, <laughs>
1: dude. That's just title music too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That is title music, and yeah, it goes for a long time. But I wanted the full track to be heard. Oh, okay. You know, I didn't you know, want it we to. We be... want to be
0: seen biased.
1: Exactly. You know, we listen to all of Russian uh, Attack. We want to listen to all of you know Journey's yeah, Silly's yeah. title music. Uh, you know, we need to play it fair. We at least need to hear the full thing for you know. Yeah, and we're then, then we'll to. play
0: it again here in a minute. <laughs> Dude, it was really
1: good. Then we'll play another song from the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, the, the the music from uh, uh, Journey to Silius is uh, uh, really good. The the title theme is real bombastic. It, like, really, really it's pulls in you in. Yeah, it really is. I, uh, uh, I'm i excited to uh, have these two go against each other because they uh, Journey to Silius is set in the future, and I feel like even the mu- music feels more futuristic, kind yeah. of, you know? Whereas the song from Russian Attack... Reminds me of like action '80s action movie music, kind of, you know. Yeah, I, don't know. I could see that. So, uh, so it'll be uh, interesting to see these two go against each other. Uh, if you want to vote in our uh, uh, Nintendo music brackets to find out what is the greatest Nintendo song ever, well, at least according to you know listeners and me xander and chops who uh, put the uh, the music poll together uh you know make sure to jump on our uh, facebook page uh make sure to follow along and you can go ahead and vote there uh otherwise uh you know jump on the discord as uh, chops was mentioning earlier uh you know join us there and uh chops when our friends are not uh listening to legend of retro oh they're friends now show a little respect for the listeners <laughs> they're our so friends they're, they're listeners they're fans there are buddies. <laughs> there are <our> pals. <laughs> Compadres. Okay. I'm trying to think of other I don't know words. any other
0: other phrases. Anyways, <laughs> when you're not listening to The Legend of Retro, <laughs> you can listen to the GameZilla show live Mondays at 7 p.m. on Twitch and when it airs on podcast form on Tuesdays. Noobs and Dragons is on Wednesdays and the GameZilla Alpha airs on Sundays, but you can get that early access if you become a patron member. Patreon.com slash media. and for $5 you also become a Game Genie Perk member yeah. and you get a Behind the DM screen uh, bonus from the Noobs and Dragons show. So it's really... Really chocked full of rich, good content.
1: It really is. It's uh, it's there's a lot of value to that. I uh, not only early access for like you know, GameZella GameZilla alpha, which is great. Uh, but uh, but a behind the scenes show from our Dungeons and Dragons podcast is pretty great. You know, uh, a lot but of you're pe- not biased. I'm a little biased. Okay, here. I I I said I wasn't biased in the Nintendo music bracket. Oh, a little biased in the news and dragons uh, category. It's it's a lot of fun running Dungeons and Dragons for you guys. It I is. really enjoy it. Uh, but uh, uh if you want to be able to uh, affect the show and you're you know into our retro relapses, mm-hmm. that game genie perk lets you uh you know go ahead and throw in a uh, uh throw your hat into the to- or throw your hat into the fight hat into the towel towel. throw oh. your hat into that towel and uh let yourself uh be entered in and you can you know uh choose a retro relapse game for us yes yes so
0: thank you for all our current supporters
1: absolutely it's definitely appreciated
0: and for those of you who are not a patreon member you can still help us out by liking and reviewing the show on any way that you listen to it on podcast form and on the facebook page
1: And uh, check us out on YouTube, where I play around uh, with uh, long plays. That's uh, been a ton of fun. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, Chops, (laughs) how about I throw a towel into your hat, and you shut your (laughs) mouth? Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs)
1: I you heard me. I don't, I don't know. You heard me. All right,
0: Craig Craig does long plays online on YouTube for older video games. Right now he's playing through Earthbound. Previously he did Final Fantasy Six. So if you're a fan of either of those games and his voice. Oh that voice. Then you'll love
1: his long plays. I mean, I, it's all I am really chops is this voice. A I don't have much voice. else. I just, yeah, I don't have much else going. You're not for physically me. here.
0: You're just uh in the ether.
1: It's uh, crazy. It is kind of weird. I, I don't like to think about it because it the existential dread would destroy me.
0: Oh, you're starting to break apart right now. Oh, God, no. Okay, let's end this episode before it gets worse. We better
1: end it quick. All right, thank you for listening to the Legend of Retro Podcast. Yes,
0: we'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.